Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... Peppers from a Chimney! Part 2 A Crimson Nid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy, and my player and game master handle is Dagobah. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. Welcome to session 37, and our recap from the previous session wherein you all have split paths. Therefore, in celebration of this splitting, I thought I would put the spotlight on each of you to tell the story of what you remember happened because I didn't write a damn thing down. So who's up first? Serious, I didn't write anything. (laughs) I was wondering why am I seeing the old message of the day? Oh, 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 I I should remove that. (laughs) <laughs> it's going, really? You haven't written anything down? Because I can see stuff. There we go. Yeah, that was from a fortnight ago. So so, I got confused because my phone was also talking. And I was like, how is the sound coming from? Not my headphones. Where is it coming oh. from? <laughs> so who's first? Who's up first? Who wants to give their point of view of what they remember happened with them? Should we put thorn on the spot so you gave us these private sessions well you're the only one that got the private session because you're special oh. okay thorn on the horns so well, am i am much. i going first is that what you yeah. say i'm saying you get to go first all right i mean you do realize i could just make stuff up and so like i've got um, i'm level 10 now and i've got plus three weapons and no no i can't do that mm, well and then you died. <laughs> and then I died. All right. So Thorn headed um, to the um, Bast- uh, Bastet Librarium. Um, he's been there before, but um, he unfortunately misplaced his library card uh, due to being, you know, taken into slavery and all that. Um, so he um, had to get it replaced. And that was uh, quite a lot of fun trying to remember the um, safe word. I mean, the keyword um, to actually uh, get his card back, which thankfully he did. Um, and then he uh, con- uh, began checking um, up on information on uh, what the spark is all about and uh, possible uh, methods of uh, use or destruction. Uh, also researched on um, our good friend Jess and uh, what she may be and, and how to deal with her. Um, and so uh, was relatively successful in, in, in that situation and uh, was able to uh, leave the library uh, fulfilled. Um, he did notice on the way there that um, the sounds uh, of uh, clicking and clacking that had followed him uh, since a very long time ago have seemed to have stopped which is odd and concerning um what else what else 
Uh, there's a bit. There's one bit that uh, I didn't say, but I'm going to say happened anyway, even though we didn't actually discuss it. And that is, so you learned about a bit about Jessica. You learned about the spark. You'd also asked if you uh, could research about some fiends, and you had begun to move into that section. And when you were in that section, you met this fella, this human scholar named Kieran. And he uh, saw you in the section and he was really interested with you. And he was very friendly. He came to chat with you and he offered to meet with you in a couple of days um, in the Knoll Quarter at a place called the the Trident and the Thorn uh, because he was super curious and he was quite knowledgeable about different fiendish lore. And at that point, as you guys were in conversation, you're wondering about him. The, the librarian came up and kicked you guys out because it was getting late. Okay. And two other things. I ran into um, one of the uh, a family friend uh, who is helping running, uh, running the family business here uh, while trying to avoid him, which uh, failed. But... Um, uh, I may get to see him later, and I also commissioned the making of a uh, silvered uh, weapon. Rapier, yeah. At, at the shop it. called Merrick's Giant. That's right. Okay, what about Volga and Cal, who are traveling together? How about let's go with Volga first. Vol uh, so, Daria, what do you remember about your adventure at that point? So we went shopping, we had like a breakfast. <laughs> uh, good, just good, very good. <laughs> full, full on fantasy, you know. It's not um, a big breakfast, it's a fantasy breakfast. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, we found a nice um, uh, sort of alchemy kind of shop run by a cat folk. Uh, I believe she she's called Ruby. That's right. Uh, we sold her the voice box of a clocker for um, okay price, plus a healing potion, which I pocketed. And she gave us some interesting information about the job we might do for money uh, to find, kill, and harvest something from a creature which I'm trying to find how it's called maybe Cal can help you remember I, I remember how it looked like it. it's like a mm, dog shaped sand monster yes called an Anubian Anubian yes. yep yeah, so we got some information about where, where we might find it but um, yeah, we did some shopping and that's it. And you, okay, and Cal, what do you remember? Uh, yes, uh, well, we were at Ruby Candy South of the South Rain Clan's shop. Yep. Um, she did ask us to kill and extract the essence of an Anubian, and it would be in the Charnel House, uh, and formerly of, of the uh, former home. Maybe or former residence or former office of the Selton Charnel Chateau. Uh, dangerous man, Noel. Uh, then after that, uh, Volga 
and Cal went stationary shopping because this is a fantasy game and that's what we do. <laughs> uh, uh, at which point, Volga seemed f- fairly happy with her ink, pen, and uh, books, while Cal searched around for some survival or uh, tour guide books, which he seems to have found and and purchased. Also, he decided to purchase a kind of was it trapper's kit or harvesting kit, harvesting kit for for certain for certain creatures. Uh, he has no intention of keeping and using those himself because Volga is probably much better at doing that than him. So he, he bought them as a kind of he's still new and trying to get on good sides gift. Yeah. And you'll find uh, there's two books in your inventory, the Nuria Natal Bestiary, the Harvester's Harvesting Book, and the Harvester's Kit are in your Cal's inventory. Uh, I will also note that there were three things that, that I think Thorn found, which were the uh, two books called The Rise of the Titans for Ancient Powers and Divine Spark for the Taking. There was one extra book, too, that I, I couldn't get uh, working, but I have since got working. And I think where, if you where can we access that by the way? Open up items and inside items, uh, anything that I've shared with you or with a group will show up there. And I've shared those four books. Have you saved it under a particular category or not? Just in all, I can see. I can see the uh, uncategorized. There we go. It's yeah. under uncategorized. You should put a category on it. Maybe. Uh, yeah. So there, there are those four books. Cool. Collapse another there we go and the last book was the I think it was, it was either the Rise of the Titans or the Titans Collapse I can't remember which one it Titans was Titans Collapse was the one that wasn't on the list that we had probably. yeah alright so now you can see it I fixed it you fixed it well done and the other thing to remember is about the two of you was when you went into the shop uh, Volga used her Furbolg uh, ability to turn into a tiefling that looked like Thorn, but did not have Thorn's coloring, and was a female. And outside of that uh, half hour, uh, you were being hidden uh, within Cal's um, illusion, which just kind of draped you in a, a cloak of sorts, if I remember yeah. right. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, I think, right, there's... Well, and, and, and also in just in the uh, the selling of the item, Vol- Volga was was found to be quite persuasive in selling items, which she did Cal pretty good. noted as yep. as a positive, shrewd. She's a shrewd businesswoman. She got a healing potion as well with the trade, and that you guys would go searching for that Anubian, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and on the map, I, I have rough locations of where you guys ended up. So you guys were the red-blue icon. Thorn was the white-faced icon. And Clicker was the horde icon. And what about you, Clicker? What do you want to tell us of your tale? Anything? Clicker left Volga and Cal on the way northwest towards the bizarre to do things mm-hmm. end of story <laughs> well that's very non-committal 
Yes, indeed. That's it. That's all you're gonna uh, all you're gonna reveal. Nothing else. Yes. Yes. All right. Great. What about what about the trident and the thorn? <laughs> no. Well, that's not my story. And the thorn. <laughs> Is that? That was uh, that was a, a misreading. I got I got excited and I was sitting there thinking. I, I don't know what it was thinking. It it happens. Dyslexia. I just thought that that was like Thorne's family in that he's like, oh, I'll just take that la as my last name. I'll just be Thorne from now on. And his real name's actually Trident. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the name of the, the scholar that was you visited with um, Thorne or vi who, okay. who spoke to you in the in the section on fiends. Okay. Uh, so in that case, we will pick up then, um, and I'm going to start off with, I will start off with Thorn. So, um, it's four o'clock in the afternoon on New Year's Eve. The weather has turned out to be quite the lovely winter's day. The sky is that kind of blue that fills one's heart with warmth and happiness. High in the sky are a few coniferous clouds that spark the imagination with flights of fantasy. Flights of fancy. See? Dyslexia. Totally misread that. Outside the Merrick's Giant is an unforgettable visual spectacle. The street called the Way of Bestet has become a runway of people dressed in gaudy clothing, fanciful masks, and ostentatious costumes that push the bounds of decency. You can see themes within the spectacle. Over there, that looks like an enactment to the origin of life. And there, what's that? Is that something to do with pushing back the Dragon Maharati incursion? You smile as you see some are making fun, or perhaps they are just celebrating the city guard by dressing up in some very skimpy guard uniforms. And over there, how nice. That one there looks like a celebration of the labyrinth. And that, with those extravagant horns or maybe antlers, is that a celebration of the Fae or the Tieflings? Dancers, musicians, mythic, myth, myth, rhythmic drums abound. Vendors are out everywhere hawking drinks, herbs, paraphernalia to celebrate another year has passed. You're, the hour is getting late and it's taking you some time just to get back to your companions. So although the mood is light, fun touches your soul and it's been such a long time from your regular life. Perhaps it's time to join with the festivities. You wonder how Clicker is faring in all this. You push your way through the crowds of people, making your way across the street, heading deeper into the wharf district. So many people. Give me a perception check. I will do just that. Rolling a 13 for 19 total. You are walking through uh, the street and you notice that minotaur over there. The one that's wearing nothing but studded leather bands. You, those bulges go too far. It's even a studded eye mask. Come on, mate. Really? Is that guy wow. looking at you? <laughs> I feel like it's so uncharacteristic of Daria, but it's hilarious. It's worth it. <laughs> That is 
Maybe well we placed. just don't know her that well. <laughs> it's true. I was about to say, we, we didn't get to see Volga in a situation where she could be flirty, so here we go. Mm. Just have big, bulky men all around all the time, okay? Okay. Anyway, you, you notice as you're walking through that um, you notice this particularly... And I don't have a picture because let me let's see you find a, a minotaur in studded leather that is studded leather straps. I looked. So <laughs> I couldn't find any. Anyway, um, so you notice that as you as you're walking through uh, the crowds, and the crowds are everywhere. Oh, wait a minute! Can you guys hear that background noise? By by the way, a little bit. There should be music. Does this count? Oh lord, this did good you enough? just find something? Someone's Google Foo is better than mine. Oh yeah, there we go. Sure. <laughs> Too cool. Um so you you catch sight of that as you're so is moving. He, is he looking at me or is he just um it's just there. Uh, you just you caught sight because he is particularly um, skimpily clad and just bulking out as well. So it just you know you couldn't happen. Uh, it's hard to say based on on the mask that he's wearing whether or not he was looking at you. You just thought perhaps he was uh, as you're moving through through the crowds. Uh, I need you to give me a insight check. All right. Oh God! Oh. There you go. An eight for fourteen total. So you you walk uh, through uh, as you're moving along. Uh, there's just so many things to be watching for, uh, as, and looking at as you're moving about. Um, now give me a dexterity uh, check as well. Check saving throw or check. Check. Okay. Ah, sorry. Yeah, it would be saving throw. Saving throw. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, well, and 18 for 24. Well done. Uh, so you feel a, a, as you're moving through the crowd, you feel a prick. One and then another. And the, the instant you feel a prick, you kind of, I mean, you're still uh, on edge with everything that's happened. So you jump uh, and move uh, away from the, the feeling quite quite quickly. Uh, but you also feel a, another one coming from the other side of you at the same time. But again, your reflexes are are too too quick. I need you now to give me a Constitution saving throw. Right. Okay. Constitution saving throw. Not as good for this one. Oh, it almost is a twenty. Twelve for thirteen. You look around you, and there's just a lot of people that are wearing costumes and whatnot. Nothing seems off. Uh, that, that one uh, minotaur uh, had walked across the street and he'd walked past you. Uh, nothing untowards seems to be happening. So you continue moving um, to the west, heading deeper into the wharf district to where your companions may or may not be. Are you going to go directly into the Endless Bazaar or will you cut north and start heading towards the crossroads? Well, do, okay, so I, I felt some pricks before. You did. Sorry? Yes, you did. Could I tell where they came from? 
uh, looking about with so many people about uh, you it's hard to say maybe it was that minotaur maybe it was that woman that came by pretty close there is also a, a, a person dressed in a, a skimply clad clownish looking uh, foppish looking costume as well all of them had been close enough that someone could have done something but nobody seems to be looking at you is, was there enough people um around that getting close like that is reasonable or not yeah like, it's like car carnival atmosphere carnival okay everybody you know people have got drinks in hands there's just music everywhere uh it is tight it's you're squeezing through the crowds does it look like anyone's following me at the moment no all right actually give um, me give me a perception check again At nine for 15. You look about again, uh, looking close, because, I mean, the, whatever that that, scent, that feeling was, it kind of itches a bit, but you look about and, I mean, you don't see anybody that seems to be looking at you. Okay. Um, if I'm getting that feeling that I'm being watched, I'll, I'll look for an alleyway and then cast Invisibility. Okay. So, uh, and you can tell me... I'll check my person to see if there's anything on me at the, uh, as well, like if anything's being planted. Okay. So uh, you are, I think you're going to be able to move your icon, so just you can move it where you'd want it to go and, and put the invisibility on yourself. That's fine. And I will move to um, Volga and Cal, who are, and again, it's, it's four in the afternoon. You guys are had been in the Endless Bazaar. You're taking your time because, I mean, you still got a couple of hours to... to couple of hours to relax before uh, rejoining the others at that crossroads and so you guys are sitting at a, a tea shop where people are smoking like the Nargilas and whatnot and you're watching the spectacle has just increased in the endless bazaar as more and more people come uh, all the kiosks have been packing up and, and shifting off and it's just become an out and out party the only vending that seems to be going on is at the tea shops and alcohol and selling paraphernalia so you're sitting there relatively calmly uh i need you both to give me perception checks i'm with well i was gonna say i was with the right person but she was with the right person this time yeah <laughs> oh and by the way that book on nuri natal um so what it what it what it'll do is that if you encounter a beast within Nuria Natal, uh, with that book, it's just, if you're asking to whether or not you recognize it, it just lowers the DC. So I kind of outlined it inside the description of that book. Uh, um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, then then, then during that time, Khaled, before the, the, the kind of, end that conversation, he'd be like passing the book over to her and you'd be like, I think this is probably something you could use, right? You, you move that thing from that thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. I will grab the book without looking at it because Olga is just consumed looking at the crowd and the costumes, just barely remembering to keep her mouth closed. This is so unusual. <laughs> it's pretty neat. I know, the book is fantastic. Uh-huh. Oh, mm. <laughs> and so you have the book sitting on the table, the two books on the table, and the harvesting kit is on the table as you guys are relaxing and having tea. And as you're discussing, uh, from off to your side, 
Cal, you catch uh, a whispered voice, and you hear them mention uh, a word that you rec- a couple words that you recognize. I'm going to type it out. The Cyclops Liar. Which you recognize. That's, we were just there. We ch- killed a bunch of people there not that long ago. Right? Indeed. So that um, conversation is coming from within the cafe that you're at, uh, at a table not far away from you when you heard that the mention of that place. He'd uh, probably just nonchalantly kind of readjust his seat and like kind of scoot over a little bit and and see if he can like really peer into their conversation okay uh do you say anything to volk before you do that no okay uh you can give me another perception check then that's hey <laughs> all right look at that beautiful two 18s in a row um you listen a little bit more attentively and you hear a couple pe- a couple of men talking and one seems to be whispering something about a cleanup crew and the other guy was like where is this and they're talking about a, a crew of people that had showed up uh, at the Cyclops' lair to take care of something that needed to be uh, hidden from view before the city guard arrived interesting uh, yeah, he's gonna just kind of not. He's not really going to bother with with kind of engaging with these people. He doesn't think that it would be appropriate. So he's just waiting around for them to to see if they're going to say anything else. And if not, then he'll uh, check the check the sky for the time. So it, it's you've been there for a bit. It's getting you know past uh, four o'clock. Uh, as you're sitting there and you're looking and kind of keeping on the down low, you do hear a little bit more and you hear something about uh, a spy and something about a temple. So it, it's clear to you from, from what you're hearing is that this cleanup clue, this cleanup crew had been arranged for by a spy that had been tied to a temple, but... They never mentioned what temple they were tied to. Mm. Um, pardon me, friends. Uh, sorry, I, 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 I over, I miss. I, I think I heard the same rumors. Uh, what, uh, what, what do you think happened there? He's kind of like interrupting them. He, he, he was almost certainly a little too closer than they thought they thought he might be. <laughs> and uh, the two men who are uh, uh, sitting there, uh, as soon as you come over, as soon as you approached, uh, they stop talking and they sit there and they're just smoking on a nargile. And they look at you uh, closely, the two of them, and they do not answer. Did I buy you a drink? They look at each other, and almost simultaneously, the two of them shrug. Kind of start snapping at a waitress. Um, wine? You have to have good wine here. What, what's good here? Again, the two of them look at each other, and as you mentioned, wine. They nod, and the one fellow, yeah, sure, 
Wine's good. Let's have a bottle. And their eyes kind of pop up, their eyebrows shoot up a bit. And they nod their head. And the the one guy to your to your left, he kind of kicks a stool out. My friends over here too. Um, um, Volga, please, would you uh, join us? What? Oh, uh, oh, uh, I didn't notice. Are these your friends? Uh, yes, uh, new friends. We've made, we're making new friends. Oh, uh, lovely. Yes. Uh, she's just distracted by all the festivities. She's never, probably never seen so much activity, I guess, maybe. Because otherwise, why would she act this way? I've never seen so much skin, for sure. Oh, oh, Volga. <laughs> Uh, the one kind of looks at, you know, the one guy uh, is looking at you and he's kind of frowning as he looks at you, trying to look past the cloak to see the face that's speaking uh, past the, the cloak that covers your, your face. What, uh, what are the, the races? Who are they? Humans? They're both humans, yes. And uh, the one who is trying to look, he kind of nods his his head uh, towards you, and he's like, "Why are you hiding your face?" Oh yeah, um, pardon me. It is indeed uh, impolite, and I will remove my hood. And uh, the the guy who is they kicked out the chair. Uh, for for Cal to sit down, he falls down and he looks at you. And the guy who who spoke, he he kind of just. <gasps> I mean, is she still? Are you still disguised or? No, that fallen a long time ago. Okay. Mm. Well, actually, then when you try to move your 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 hood, if I'm not paying attention, it doesn't move. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. Mm. Okay, in that case, yeah. The cloak I mean, move. I mean, unless I'm, I'm purposely moving it. it, right? It's not. It's so not going. I'm, no, I mean, I have my my normal hood, so I assume I take off the hood, but the illusion of yeah, the hood stays. stays. On. So the guy um, who's frowning kind of. Uh, she, listen, friends, my my friend here, um, mighty shy. She has a, a scar across her face that she doesn't overly enjoy showing off to people. It's quite embarrassing, actually. Give a deception check, please. Do that. I don't think I can roll below 18 today, guys. No, apparently not. Nicely done. That's a 25. Um, mm -hmm. At that point, uh, the waiter arrives, uh, not a female, but a male, and he sets up the uh, cup three, and then he notices that Volga's sitting there and pulls out a fourth glass and drops the wine bottle in the center of the table. And he holds out his hand and he's he uh, says that it'll be uh, two silver pieces. Yeah. Oh, uh, wait, no. Uh, Hold on. Seven silver pieces for a bottle. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I, I dropped the silver in his hand. He... Says thank you, and he heads back in uh, behind the bar. So please have 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 a, have, a, have a drink here. Um, what exactly do you think happened in that place? 
And again, they kind of look at you and, and the, the guy who's doing most of the talking is like, I don't know what you mean. I mean, friends, we're having a drink together, right? They nod. Yeah. Customary to sit and chat and rumor with each other while we do this. It's what we ah. do. Hmm. Yes. It's, 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 it's amazing what rumors can go around, right? True. 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 Rumors everywhere but still strange you, you are just because you buy me a, us a drink doesn't mean we're going to tell you our life story come now what if if not to tell our life story then what what's the point like how, that's that's what we come to these cities and drinks with strangers and and these stories we want to hear stories are what what this is all about friend I mean, don't get me wrong. If I'm not asking for, I don't think I'm asking anything private, am I? They kind of look at each other. I apologize other. if I'm inappropriate in any, about anything. I just had overheard. I heard. What I heard, exactly. Sorry. Do you think you heard? Oh, I heard that there was some kind of misdeeds at the Cyclops Liar. I'd heard this earlier in the day too. That there was a commotion there. Did Did you know? And what might your name be? I hear you call her Volga. And oh, she I... looks tall for a female, but... Smiles uh, graciously. I, I, I do apologize. Um, my name is Kalanthra. He gives like his best magnanimous smile that he can pull out. And he holds out his hand to, to shake your hand. Shakes his hand. the other one. Uh, who holds shakes out his hand, hand to Volga. Cal's I shake his hand. Pouring the drinks at the moment. He, he names to yourself, gentlemen. What do we have? He's holding up the glass. The the one who's doing the talking. My name is Chirizitso. And the other just kind of pokes his thumb at his chest. Folkvar. Chirizitso, you said. Chir. I haven't and guessed a single letter in the spelling. No, me either. <laughs> um. So Chirizitsu continues speaking. What exactly did you hear? Well, uh, there was some kind of commotion, a fight, I think. And then I, I hear, like, a door opened by itself, and there was someone... You could hear running from the, from the, the, like someone, it's like someone ran out the door, but no one could see anything. I heard it might have been ghosts, but there, I don't. Chirizitsu's eyes kind of widen a bit, and he kind of looks at Folkvar. Is that what you heard, Folkvar? And Folkvar kind of just shrugs, and he continues to stare at Volga, who continues to remain hidden from his sight. Chirizitsu says, Perhaps do you hear more? I mean, it gets a bit dark after that. In fact, I, I heard there might have been. I mean, I, I I wasn't there myself, but I heard there might have been bodies found inside. 
you can see that Folkvar gives an imperceptible nod as you say that. The innkeeper themselves were found in their kitchen. Again, horribly Folk, murdered. And Folkvar gives a little bit of a nod. And that the the stocks had been the the stocks. No, the uh, what? What do we say? The currency had all been taken as well. Like a, a uh, maybe a theft gone wrong. But there's so many dead bodies. I don't can't imagine what could have happened. And and Chirjito at that point he's like, "Can you show me your wrists?" And pulls his cuffs up and shows off his wrists, cocks an eyebrow. And as you're doing that, give, two of you can give me a perception check. Could I could I go for like an insight about like what the fuck he's trying to yep, yep. read into? Yep. Not that that's any different. Yep. I'm still too distracted. <laughs> oh, there goes there goes all my uh, all my fortunes. Uh, got a six. And your perception check as well. Oh, cool. Fourteen. So, uh, you're not sure what it is that you that you think that he might be looking for on your wrist, uh, and. As you're, he, he, you're holding out your wrists and you turn them one way and the other to, to show him because you're not certain what it is that he's asking for there. Uh, the two of them put their glasses down. They give you a, a nod and a little bit of a bow and then they, they quickly start walking away. Can I do an insight check on them? Yeah, you can give an insight check as well. Sure. Yeah, um, five yeah. but a thirteen. <laughs> uh, you think that they're obviously they were looking for some kind of a mark on your guys's wrists, and not having seen that mark, maybe this is what it is. But at the same time, uh, you're not sure if there was something else going on there when, with that question. There might have been something else that they were looking for. Was it a, was it a mark, a tattoo? You're not entirely sure. It seems logical, but you're not sure. Uh, after uh, just a, uh, just as soon as they get out of earshot, like I think they knew something more than that they were telling us. You could follow uh, them. Yeah, I don't know. So far, it seems like we have given up uh, quite a bit of information without getting anything in return. Well, I did overhear them saying that uh, there was a cleanup crew going to the Cyclops Lair and that had something to do with a spy, an item okay. that they did not find, and a temple. It was unclear. Okay, spy for a temple. I tell you what, where where are we supposed to meet with the other guys? I think it's still like another two hours from now, right? About an hour and a half now. Hour and a half. I mean, I could make us both invisible for an hour. And it's from where you guys are. It's easily, it's easily a half hour walk from where you are. I think we better separate. Uh, you go invisible. And I will go as a cat. You want to be an invisible cat? Because if I go invisible, I, I can just turn to other people. I, I can't really... There, there's some things to magic that are, are very strange. I can't control how... I can make. I can just make more people invisible than need to be. 
You want to okay, be an invisible I'll cat? Be, I will be an invisible cat. Sure. All right. Uh, I cast a fifth level. No, for no, a third level invisibility. Sorry, my bad. Okay, just mark off the spell slot then. Mm-hmm. If if it uses a spell slot. Uh, well, we'd go in. We'd go out to to like an alleyway, kind of trying to keep our eyes on them and uh, kind of take a step back into somewhere dark and before we cast magic. Okay. Uh, just so you know, uh, if you're going to attempt to try to follow, give me both. You both give me again individual perception checks. Mm-hmm. Let's see if all this is moot. Yeah, nineteen total, twenty-seven. <laughs> twenty-seven. Okay. Uh, so you quickly move into the alley after they walk off. Uh, talking about what you want to do, almost intuiting that you need to, to follow these guys. And so as soon as you get into an alley, uh, Volga, you don't waste any time shifting form and becoming uh, a cat. And with that, you also uh, shifting, you kind of got a little bit of their uh, one of their scents. Uh, so you would be able to start following them. But with that, I'm going to go over to, to Clicker. So Clicker, mm-hmm. as you exit uh as you are standing on the the dock where you are wait let me find where did i write it here we go uh as you're ruffling your feathers speeding up the drying of that chilly water um also checking yourself to make sure that all the blood and gore from the morning is gone you hear the sound of tinkling bells And when you look about that sound, you recognize that sound. You'd heard it not long ago. And you look about you and you can see that uh, from a small rowboat, just a couple wharfs across, uh, you recognize the sound of those tinkling bells as being identical to the sound that you'd heard earlier. And you see uh, a, a figure clad in a black cloak is has stepped off of one of the rowboats has gone onto the dwarf and is now moving uh south west along the the wharf side and you can see that with her long swift strides and her lowered hood you can see that uh, she is a striking human female and you can see that um as she's striding along the cloak isn't covering her very well that she is dressed in some kind of a sequined and a very exquisite looking festival costume and give me a perception check as well more than passive 22 uh you also notice as she does takes a quick glance around her as she steps off the the rowboat and starts moving down the um the the i guess the land side of that island uh that her eyes kind of have a golden texture to them. Clicker, when when she sees her, uh, just does this this peculiar bird motion where they uh, just swing their head sideways to look at something from a slightly different angle, um, with like a low swing and. She remains like this for half a second and then starts 
moving there with great determination, but very swiftly and um, stealthily at the same time. Inconspicuously, you could say. Um, trying to track this person, shadow this person. Okay. You can then give me... You know, I'm just thinking about this. This will be probably the same thing with, with Volga to track. What is survival is wisdom? Survival is wisdom, yeah. Yeah, okay. Give me your survival then. Because you're going to track her. Great. <sighs> 21. There you go. When it counts. Uh, all right. So with your black clothes on, you quickly uh, start following along uh, behind her. And so you notice that she quickly moves uh, down that island to the uh, the only bridge that leads onto that island and then crosses back into the larger bit of the wharf district. So you uh, would be about here and you see, you can, it's pretty obvious uh, from how she's moving. She's moving to enter into the larger crowds of the Endless Bazaar and It'd be a tough gambit to try to continue to follow someone once they start entering into those those crowds. Tough gambit is everything clickers about. She will try to follow. Okay, so you're still going to try to follow? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you continue to, fo to follow this woman. So she does get to the, the Endless Bazaar. And as she's, before she enters the wide open space, she kind of stops at the entrance into it and she kind of looks left and right and before she steps in as she's looking left and right she then starts moving her body give me an insight check Sixteen. it's clear from the way she's moving her body that she's about to turn around to look behind her mm -hmm. do you do anything She, yes, she she does she does turn around as well, look um, towards one of the stalls and just very casually and slowly moves towards it, um, swinging her backpack off her back, pretending to um, go and look into it. All right, give me. Um, I don't care performance or deception. or deception they're both equally shit 10 you are super super self-conscious as you stand there uh, trying to look unnoticeable and you swear that you can feel her eyes sweep across you uh, but they don't stop on you there's a lot a lot of people in the street not as many on this street as, as out in the bazaar area but a lot of people in, in uh, celebratory moods and so she just kind of shifts her cloak about her, leaves the the, um, the hood down, and you watch as the face in front of you, that of a human female, shifts. And you no longer see a human female, you see a catfolk in front of you. And then she steps off into the Endless Bazaar. Do you continue to follow? Yes. 
Okay. I would like... No, I'm going to have... I'm just going to do like that. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to do that just yet. Change my mind. Uh, let's go back to Thorn. Thorn, you stepped off and you turned invisible. Uh, then what are you going to do? I'm going to keep heading uh, north a little bit, but we're meeting up at the top of this island, aren't we? Yeah, there was the crossroads there where the four streets met. met. Yeah. Up I just here. want to see if anyone's following me because I sort of ducked into the alleyway then turned invisible. Okay. Give me a perception check. Oh, Actually, three for night. Sorry, yeah. I'm going to say uh, we're going to switch this and it won't be a perception check. It'll be a wisdom check, but it can be at at advantage. So give me another, um, but just, just a second another, roll. Another yeah. base roll. So wisdom check. Yeah. Okay, that's a 13 yeah. for 17. Uh, so you're sitting in there and looking about and looking to see if you're if you're being followed and then you recall as you'd been in the cyclops's liar and you had met jessica uh there'd been something that she'd been doing and playing with and you're just thinking shit there might not actually need to be if if she's following you still she might not actually need to have eyes on you the thought crosses your mind as you're standing there invisible looking about seeing crowds walking by on in the, the large street behind you. Uh, the alley that you're in is relatively empty. You do not see anybody following you. But that th thought comes to your mind. Well, could have had that thought before I cast invisibility. <laughs> oh, well. No, that's I'll fine. Keep going. It's fine. If you want to go that way, yeah, sure. I don't mind. You can take that spell slot back. It's fine. Well, if they're, if they're I'm just trying to, you know. That's fine. It's not a big deal. We dealt, <laughs> dealt with. Okay. I'll be heading back towards the crossroad. Just the weapons not going to be ready till tomorrow, correct? Tomorrow at four o'clock. Uh, you can remove the invisible from yourself then, if you didn't want to use it. And so you're going to continue up that alley towards the crossroads. I will. Um, I'll keep an eye out if anyone's following me, but yes, I will. Okay. All right. Uh, so you continue to moving up that alleyway. Uh, yeah, that's fine. And as you get actually near the end of that alleyway, because that it takes a while to move up there. Uh, it is you are walking a fair distance and whatnot. Um, as you get to the end, you suddenly, you feel really woozy and you put your hand up against the side of one of the buildings near you as you just feel uh, fatigue of sorts and a, a nausea that overcomes you. Uh, it just, you could feel that this has actually started to get uh, increasingly strong uh, as you took the last block to get where you are now. And you're sitting there and you're, you're uh, with your hand against the wall, uh, trying to recover your breath. And you're feeling that things are a little bit blurry uh, as you're looking down at the road. And as you're looking down at that road, all of a sudden you feel 
a strong arm picking you up and a voice. Don't you worry. I got you now. You'll be fine. As you black out. Wearing skimpy leather? You were unable to see at that moment. What? Can I feel the skimpy leather? Give like the me fur. a perception check. Gotta be some fur. <laughs> Give me a perception check at disadvantage. A nipple ring? <laughs> <laughs> Against your cheek. Go for it. Let's see what you get. Oh, a natural oh, one, and it's 20. Wow. The fates were against you on that one. A one and a 20. How about them bananas? Unfortunately, you were, you were unable to... The thought didn't come to your mind uh, as things seemed to blacken about you. I didn't notice anyone following me as I got to the... You did not notice anyone following you. Okay. Um, so, Volga, as you are moving through... Give me a another your cat perception check at advantage as you're moving through the endless bazaar an invisible cat oh yeah oh that's a natural thank you look at that beautiful 28 uh so you're following that person unerringly uh you're moving through the crowds dodging uh dodging people who might accidentally step on you cal um you having left off i mean you had seen volga turn uh, invisible and you had a sense of where the people moved so you quickly started moving into the crowds but there's enough people there that you're bouncing around and whatnot and you're not <laughs> oh that's too funny <laughs> oh sorry someone's rolling up a new character. Um, <laughs> you can do the threshold roll that's inside the, the channel, but oh God, what's this picture? No. That's, <laughs> that is bad. That is bad. I see the nipple rings now. I see where that comes oh, from. Oh no. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So, so distracted now. Let me cover that back up. Uh, so you are unable to, Cal, keep, keep, uh, the one guy uh, in your view as the crowds are just too thick. Volga, you are following, but at one point, Volga, as you're moving along, uh, you catch sight of Clicker, and Clicker is moving through the uh, moving through the clouds, crowds uh, towards the south east, uh, un unaware of where of that you are nearby. Do you do anything? No, I'll take a note of which direction she's going, and I will keep following our guys. Okay. Uh, you're following one of the two guys because they split up soon after they'd entered the Endless Bazaar. Uh, you can choose which one did you want to follow. Chiritzitzo, the guy who was talking, or Folkvar? Um, which direction uh, each one of them is going? One, uh, as you'd gotten to that point, one had started to go down the the way of Bastet uh, towards the Great Pyramid. The other one continued heading north up the Endless Bazaar. I'll go north. Okay. So you continue to follow him, so you'll eventually 
uh, get to to this point. Uh, I'm going to just leave that where where you are there now. Cal, what? So you have lost track of the people in the crowds. What do you do? Well, he's still invisible. Mm-hmm. He drops it. It probably drops on on um, Volga as well. So he's not going to do that. Um, he's just going to try to move around, uh, kind of peering out over to see if there's any way he can c- catch sight of them again. Because he knows he can't follow Volga. She's invisible and a cat. <laughs> yep, of course. Okay. So whether or not he has any ability to do actually find them, he's just kind of going to continue moving around, uh, looking. Okay. Uh, yeah. You have to tell me if there's a skill that you think, like you lost track. I mean, fairly quickly as the yeah. two had moved off into the crowds, you'd lost sight of them. Your role just wasn't high enough to be able to track them. So if there's a skill that you think you would have, I'm, I'm happy to try something out if you've got a thought. But in the meantime, I'll let you think about it. Clicker, you're following that person. You're unaware that you had passed uh, Volga who headed north. Uh, do you continue following this this female? Yes. Okay, so you would eventually get to the southern part of the Endless Bazaar, and she takes, uh, like, it looks like a lot of, of alleys, but, I mean, it's just because everything's so tight woven. But she continues move, moving south. Do you continue to follow? Yes. Okay. So eventually she gets to the Grand Souk, and you watch as, uh, when she gets to the Grand Souk, that she stops uh, at a part, a corner of the Grand Souk, where there's a lot of... Uh, milling people who have um, like you can see that there are some earth sleds there you can also see that there are a bunch of like rickshaw type things like bicycle rickshaws and she starts uh, giving coins to someone to enter a bicycle rickshaw hello my name is Atua and I will be playing Thorn of the Tiefling Bard hi I'm Darium I'm playing as Volga Shellist, the Farwalk Druid. I'm Ivan, a teller of dark and gritty TTRPG stories. No heroes, no happy ends. And I will be playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Mike. I will be playing the Isamar, Hexblade, Warlock, Cal, and Thra. And then there is me. I am Dagaba, and you're listening to a Crimson Nib podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Crimson Nib or at Facebook.com slash Crimson Nib. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please rate and review me on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, good people, adieu. Adieu.